This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 147, Submission 1545. The wrestling episode of Quantum Leap. The wrestling episode of Quantum Leap, titled Heart of a Champion, was the 20th episode of the third season of Quantum Leap, and it aired on NBC the night of May 8th, 1991. Well, guys, when we originally scheduled this week of shows, we were going to have WrestleMania this coming week. But unfortunately, because of circumstances, because it was originally supposed to be in Los Angeles, and because of the situation with COVID, they bumped WrestleMania two weeks to April 10th to 11th, two nights. And it's going to be held at the stadium. It was going to be held last year before the COVID-19 pandemic started. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. But don't worry, because Los Angeles, you're going to finally get your big stadium show WrestleMania in two years. I know you've been, we mentioned the Ernie Anderson episode. You waited since 1990 to have a big WrestleMania stadium show. So guess what? Two, two years. Two years. Yeah. Be, two years. Be dialing. Yeah, because Dallas gets it next year. So yeah, Dallas, Dallas and the uh, in AT and T Stadium, aka the telephone pole. Yeah. The phone, the phone booth. The big the, box that Jerry built. Sure yeah. world. Yeah, Dak Prescott doesn't do a run in the WrestleMania main event next year. I'm going to be very upset. He but, runs insane. He runs insane. Look at I'm rich, bitch. I'm rich. Seventy-five million for the 2020 season. Dak Prescott running in for the money in the bank. <laughs> he is the money in the bank. No, Dak Prescott falls in Rob Gronkowski's footsteps and wins the 24/7 title. <laughs> it would be the greatest title that he has ever won. No, really, it would be the greatest title that he ever won. Are, are you talking about Dak or are you talking about I'm talking about Dak Prescott, yes. Oh, it'd be the only title he ever won. Oh, exactly. Hey, hold up. Hey, hold up. Who's to say Dak Prescott won't win an MVP award next year like Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, how's Mitchell <laughs> you, you, you mean current Buffalo Bill Mitchell Trubisky? Hey. Buffalo Bill backup QB Mitch Trubisky. Hey. Let's yeah. say this about Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. He's the least racist QB on the Buffalo Bills roster. Yes, he that is. That is correct. And We, we can all and, agree on that. And because I've seen him all around uh, Chapel Hill, he's a darn nice guy. All right. But we're not here and, to and talk. He was, and he was on Celebrity Family Feud. He was on Celebrity Family Feud. But we're not, but here we're not to ta- talking about Celebrity Family Feud. No, because of, because we're on the march to WrestleMania we have the first of two wrestling themed shows this week, and we're going to be talking about one of our favorite television shows that had a wrestling episode. Yes. And it's my sci fi wings. Quantum it is League. your sci fi wings. Yes. And I if thought you know, Doctor Who was your sci fi wings. No, no, that's my sci fi wings. Okay. No, Quantum right. Leap has always been my sci fi wings. Ah, and if you that. don't know what Quantum Leap is about, I'll let Ziggy explain. Oh, I thought you were going to say the the go-to and what podcast are you listening to, Line? Oh, yeah. And by the way, what podcast are you listening to? Greg, roll it. Theorizing that one 
time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Hoping each time would be the leap home. That's basically the show. Yeah. It's basically Sam Beckett goes from life to life in every show, and you see him in the intro where he is, and he's in this weird situation, and the only response he can give to it is, oh boy. Oh boy. Yep. It's like Doctor Who, only he is inside somebody else instead of inside a, a phone box. Yeah, and he has no idea where the hell he is. Until Al tells him. Of Until Al. Al. Of course, the uh, team, Sam Beckett, played by the inimitable Scott Bakula. Oh, yeah. Who we already talked in previous episode, Infiltrator. And Al, the uh, Project uh, Observer. No, uh, Al, no, isn't Al Cal... I forget what the... I can't even pronounce that right. Isn't it Al Cal Lucci or something like that? Well, just say Al. We don't need a last name. He's yeah, Al. Yeah, they, 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 they call him Al on the show. They didn't, or at least in the open, they called him Al. Yeah, just, we'll just say They Al. can call him Al. <laughs> uh, you were waiting for that one, weren't you? No, yeah. not, no, that came to me. And of course, his holographic second, Al Calabici, an Admiral Al Calabici. Yeah. Played by Dean Stockwell. Oh, yes. The great Dean Stockwell. Dean. And Al's job is to basically explain to Sam the plot of the episode. And make sure Sam doesn't screw up. Oh, yes. Because it happens a lot. Especially in this episode, Sam screws up. Sam screws a lot of stuff up. He screws up immediately on this episode. Oh, yes. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Sam screws everything up in this particular episode. Oh, he does. And when I go over this, you'll understand why I said, yeah, Sam, he screws everything up. Okay, so let's go to the date. That would be July 23rd, 1955, Atlanta, Georgia. Sam has leaped into the body of a professional wrestler named Terry Samus, but his stage name is... Nikolai. Nikolai. Yes, and and that's important because we're like ass deep into the Cold War. Oh yeah, it's like a decade into the Cold War at this point. Plus also, let's remember McCarthyism was not five years earlier. Oh yeah. So Russians were not really liked, let's say that. No, they were definitely, it's like uh, he and his brother uh, his brother um, Ronnie they're a team of Russians, and I'll tell you right now, obvious heels are obvious. Oh, yes. They Absolutely. Are just, 
they're just playing to the his Yeah, you wanna know the truth? Yeah. They're from Arkansas. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean once they do their match, they go to the locker room and uh his quote unquote brother speaks in his Arkansas voice and I thought you're a Russian. No, this is all an act, just like all of wrestling. Oh, spoiler. Apparently all of wrestling is an act. Except for the title matches in this universe. Except for the, the, they did mention that, except for the title matches in this universe. Yes, Yes. because the title matches are a shoot, brother. Title matches are a shoot, yeah. So I'll tell you right now, Harry, a.k.a. Nikolai, is played by Jeff Hodgson-Donner, who is known for his roles on First and Ten as Elvin Putz. <laughs> That's not tight casting at all. Mm, no. And, oh, wait. Oh, you want. Oh, type, type casting? Okay. Terry the Take Saransky on an episode of Doogie Hauser. Oh, our favorite Doogie Hauser. And. The be-all, end-all of typecasting, and we may come to this on a future installment. He played Moose Mason on Archie to Riverdale and back again. Oh, wow. He was Big Moose, and he was married to Midge, and they (laughs) they were the it couple of Riverdale High. I don't care what you say about Archie or Betty or Veronica or any of, any of that other Twin Peaks Riverdale crap. Moose and Midge. Oh, yeah, that's where it's at, baby. Moose and Moose Midge. and Midge. Oh, yeah. Greg kind of looks like Moose. Yeah. Duras, stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> you got to find that clip. Yeah, use that audio. Stay out of Riverdale. Lousy Riverdale punks. Okay, so we have our backstory. We have a pair of wrestlers from Arkansas playing Russians. Yes. Okay, so when Sam leaps in, he doesn't know what to do in this match. So what's his first instinct? Oh, boy. He's going to karate kick his opponent, and he knocks his opponent out. And you know what's amazing? The match was a minute and eight seconds. It was like, oh, that match with blinking here, it's over. Yeah, that's basically how wrestling works. Yeah. And it was an accidental shoot. Yeah. But damn, if he didn't sell it. Oh, yeah.
Wars, Sam learns all about Terry and Ronnie Samus, the Ruski brothers who are, you know, obvious heel is obvious, especially in 1955. Think about it. You are playing Russians in Cold War America in the Deep South in 1955. Oh, yeah. Especially in Georgia. They take wrestling seriously there. Oh, yeah. And so he sort of get, has a read on things, and all of a sudden he finds out what his mission is. Yes. Al's going to tell Sam. Terry is new to the wrestling game, having just replaced Ronnie's other partner, who was their brother. And the thing of it is, their brother died in a freak car accident. A week earlier. A week earlier. So this is Terry's first match as one of the Ruskies. Man, what a debut. What a debut. <laughs> what a day. Nice kick. Love it. But he also tells Sam that Ronnie is going to die of a heart attack in the title match. The very next day after all of this is happening, because of a previously undiscovered heart condition. Yeah, but they, they have to figure out the heart condition as yeah. during the course of the episode. You have to figure out the heart yeah, you figure out the heart condition, you save Ronnie's life. But meanwhile, now you see the brothers have a title match with the tag team champions of the territory, the Shiloh brothers. And one of the brothers, Carl Shiloh, is played by the legendary Terry Funk. Oh, but yes. And Terry Funk will come up in our next episode, but it'll also come up in future installment to and Bonetti. <laughs> uh, which features a talk, not a talking dog, a dog who's a K-cop, and, and you hear his thoughts. Now, you're probably wondering, why is Terry Funk in this episode besides the obvious? Well, it turns out, Carl Shiloh's wife has a thing for Terry. Yes. For Terry Samus. For Terry Samus. Nikolai. Yes. And and said wife is played by Deborah Wakeham, who you might recognize as the... (laughs) You want to talk about typecasting? Yeah. She played Janice Bowden in Major League. Oh. By the way, she was in previous installment, The Nuthouse. Refer back to episode 70. And also in the uh, short-lived Canadian Disney Channel import, Danger Bay. I only remember that because I remember Bonsley getting the free previews. Oh, whenever they would have Disney Channel free previews. I would put the tape in the VCR and hit record and whatever come what may. Yeah, that's something that doesn't exist anymore because... Yeah, remember when the Disney Channel used to be a premium service? Yep. Yeah. Thank now, God that doesn't happen anymore. No, no. <laughs> now there's Disney Plus. So. Oh yeah, that's so in a way it kind of so it weighs in a way it kind of comes full circle. Oh yeah. But yeah, Sherry Shiloh, 
Deborah Wakem can't keep her hands off of Sam. No. And Carl Shiloh, naturally, has a problem with this. Oh, yes. There's another problem that Sam has. He don't know how to wrestle. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know how to wrestle. It's like, here we are. Sam, here are Sam Beckett. His memory's already scattershot, and now he don't know how to. And now he needs to know how to wrestle. He don't know how to wrestle. Yeah, all the times he watched wrestling, they're all Swiss cheese. And that Swiss cheese head of his, whenever he leaps. Uh, hey, speaking yep. of wrestling, speaking of wrestling, I gotta get this out of my system. You you wanted a Herb Abrams background? I've got a Herb Abrams background for you. Oh, okay. oh what is it? Uh, I want to okay, see this. L- l- let me load it, it up, well, Mike. I want I want to see where you're going with this. Hold on, hold on. I got five. Okay, there it is. All right. There we go. <laughs> I Bravo, so, Michael. I so wish you folks listening had a video pot. This was a video podcast because you would see Mike's Zoom background, which is Johnson & Johnson baby oil and some powder. And it says a Herb Abrams lunch. Some powder. <laughs> powder yeah a very special powder it's not johnson johnson's baby powder now that that would be giving too much business to woody johnson his family bravo there you go mike good for you so he doesn't know how to wrestle and frankly he's never trained and the only thing that sam can do is uh kick really hard yeah so the only thing that Sam can possibly do because Ronnie does not want to drop the Southeast Regional Tag Team Championship even if it means he falls dead in the ring right afterwards. Yeah, because he made a promise to his brother before he died that he was going to get that title match. Like, I'm going to get that title match. And let's and also let's be quick. I don't think we've mentioned this. They're managed by their mother. I could totally see that. Yes. And their mother but, also wants them to get the title match. So Sam's in a big predicament like, oh, what am I going to do yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, her Their mother is played by Angela Patton, by the way, who plays Harriet Anderson on Falcon Crest and Mrs. Thompson on The Tom Show, if you remember that far back. I don't know what the Tom show is. It's a uh, Tom Arnold on oh, the WB. Oh, Tom, oh, Tom no. Arnold on the WB. Oh, yes. ABC. That was the after the Jackie Thomas show. Yes. Okay. Now it makes sense. So we have two Arkansas boys playing Russians managed by their mother. And one of them really wants to be a champion and really wants to play in the championship match. But Sam, because Sam's lot in life is, again, to make right what was once wrong, has to convince Ronnie to forego the match and get checked out. Otherwise, he's going to die. He's going to die, y'all. He's going to die, y'all. Yeah. And Ronnie's wife's been talking to about, oh. He's had all these problems lately. Oh, by the way, did we mention that this heart that, that this heart condition was something he's been 
fighting all his life because oh, they yeah. discovered. Oh yeah, because they discovered it Al, as child. Al, yeah, Al discovered this thanks to Ziggy, who ran a lot of tests. Ziggy had to go through a lot of work here, and figured out that it's the cause of rheumatic fever that Ronnie had as a child. But in the meantime, Carl Shiloh's wife seduces Sam, tries to seduce Sam in his trailer, and then. Oh, here comes Terry Funk, all nuts and oh, stuff. No. Oh, 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 yeah, he, yeah, he was nuts. He just became nuts. He was, no, there was nothing wrong with him before. He just became nuts when he saw Sam and his wife. Yes. And it's revealed that Carl Shiloh's wife does this with men all the time. She tries to seduce the men and then have her husband go completely nuts and try to kill him. I guess this I'm is, shocked. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a turn on for some women to see their husband beat somebody up, I guess. I, you know what? You know more about wrestling in the 50s in Atlanta than I do. Yeah. This is accurate, right? Yeah, I'm sure this is pretty accurate. I'm okay. sure this happened with... Ann Gunkel did this all the time in Atlanta when her husband was wrestling. I'm sure of it, probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Terry. After Terry resists her lecherously amorous adulterous advances, Sherry vows to have the hulking Carl repeat his brother Ronnie in two. Oh... So yeah, this is yeah. You want to talk about a work? This is a work. Yeah, they've worked themselves into a shoot. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised no one got shot. Anyway, <laughs> oh. Atlanta in the fifties, y'all. Anyway, so Terry or Sam as Terry finally convinces Ronnie. Hey, listen, you will get a chance at the title. But first, you gotta see a doctor. You gotta get a checkup. He gets his checkup, and you know, and the, of course, the doctor's like, "Oh, he's fine." Yeah, because it's 1955, and doctors are not smart. Yeah, remember, this is the age where they were prescribing cocaine. Oh yes. Hey, the doctor looked at. The doctor looked at Ronnie and he said, you know what? His vitals, they look good. Yeah. Again. They look good. They look good. They look good. They look good. Looks good. Looks really good. Looks good. It looks good. Oh, it looks good. It looks good. Oh, it looks good. It looks good. Oh, it looks good. Looks good. Oh, it looks, oh, it looks good. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Sam is left with only one recourse because he knows that that doctor something not altogether right up here. Yeah, and he would know being a doctor. Remember, Dr. Sam Beckett is a doctor. He's an actual doctor. That's right. So, 
He can't let Ro- he can't let Roddy into the ring, so he just decides, you know what? I'm just gonna wrestle this guy myself. I'm gonna wrestle the match, but entire match by myself. So they, so we get to the big title match. But before- oh, by the way, do we? Know- oh, by the way, you know who he's facing? The Americans. One of which is Carl Shiloh. Oh, that no, he's facing. They're facing the Shiloh brothers. Yeah, the Shiloh brothers are the Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, before they had the match, they they're talking with the promoter. And Ronnie's like, oh, I can't wait till we get those belts. And the promoter's like, do you honestly think I'm going to give the titles to a bunch of Russians? And Ronnie's like, but we're not from Russia. We're from Arkansas. And the promoter's like, I know that. You know that. But the crowd doesn't know that. He's got a point. Hey, hey. What? Hey, he's got to keep the kayfabe up. Am I right? I guess he does. I guess he doesn't think a bunch of Russians being the tag champs is gonna make a lot of money for his territory. I don't know. But but you but you know what? Any promoter can write any work. Oh yeah, and make it work. Yeah. This guy was just lazy. This guy was just a lazy booker. Lazy booker in Atlanta. Who knew? Yeah. This was before Ted Turner, by the way. Yeah, this was before Ted Turner bought WCW. So now we get to the title match. We get to the big title match. Now remember, we've established that the title matches are shoots in this territory. Yes. And they they mentioned, the ring announcer mentions that this is no time limit. We fight until somebody dies. Or there's a winner. literally. Yeah. So we have, Sam's going to be like, I'm going to wrestle the entire match to make sure Ronnie doesn't get in this match. And so, Carl Shiloh's just beating the absolute crap out of him the entire match. And Al comes to Sam and's like, "Well, what are you, what are you gonna do? It's like you'd have to need a tranquilizer to take him out." And Sam's like, "I got it. Ugh. I got an idea of how I'm Uh-oh. gonna win this match. I'm gonna put him to sleep." And Al's like. Well, how are you gonna put him to sleep? Are you gonna sing him a lullaby? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a sleeper and cut the oxygen off to his brain. You know what? That is a very, very good plan. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it so happen that Sam puts the sleeper hold on Carl Shiloh? And, and... Ta- <laughs> good night, Irene. He's out. He's out. And the Russians actually win. And surprise, surprise, the local crowd has a problem with this. Oh, the local crowd. Yeah, because they all, they're all pissed. But you know what? I'm sure it drew a whole lot of money. Oh, but yes. And hey, Ronnie can actually go get himself checked out now. And his heart condition is discovered. Fixed. It's fixed and- with medication. He, now, but he never wrestles again. Al says, you know, he never wrestles again. But the good news is his son does turn out to be an amateur wrestler. And he wins a silver medal in the 1968 Olympics. So, yeah. So the family tradition of, the, of wrestling continues. But there is one scene 
that There's... I will never forget as long as I live. And I love this scene. And oh. this scene just makes the entire episode. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So Carl and his wife are backstage. They come back. Carl's being treated on because all the oxygen just. Yep. Uh, still... Carl, Sherry's nursing Carl, getting the oxygen back. She's bending over. your fault. Look at him. Look what you did to my baby. I just wished he'd have caught you in that trailer and torn you apart. Oh, honey. How's my little pumpkin? <clears throat> Mama's gonna take you home. <clears throat> my uh, precious, wee no, little yeah. cowboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No. It'll make you feel better. Go I would do it if she wouldn't even feel it. I really, I don't think that I would ever do anything. And Al's like, well? So, Sam manages to get one good swift kick in right before he leaps. Right before he leaps. As in... Right before he leaves. Right before he leaves. But, oh, where he leaps next. Oh, my God. We get into, oh, my God, this has gotten so real where he's leaped into for the next episode. Yeah. Remember we talked about this being in the middle of the Cold War? Now he's in another Cold War situation. As a Florida fallout shelter salesman. <laughs> As if to say, and of course, because this is Sam we're talking about. Oh boy. Oh, by the way, in the following episode, do you know who makes a guest appearance in that episode? Who makes a guest appearance in this episode? Kurt Fuller. That Kurt Fuller? Oh, yes. So we're going to have to play it, obviously. Are you trying to tell me my money's not good enough for you? I find that a little hard to swallow, you jockass! 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 That Kurt Fuller. Yep. Hmm. From previous installment, that's my Bush. And I'm sure we'll talk about No Holds Barred, the match, the movie eventually on this podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. So that's the wrestling episode of Quantum Leap. Mm hmm. Do we have any thoughts about this episode? This uh, this is one of those episodes, because they saved this for uh, May Sweeps, obviously. It's one of those episodes that basically defines the premise of the entire series, which is shenanigans, heroism, and uh, compromising situations. Oh, yes. And I also learned this episode, don't mess with Terry Funk, because he's, he's crazy. You didn't know this already? Well, I knew this from when he when he tried to kill Ric Flair two years earlier, but still. Yeah, yeah I mean... Uh, this is one of those episodes where you will you just want to sit back and just not be bothered with anyone because it's an enjoyable watch. 
It yeah. is an absolutely enjoyable watch. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Unfortunately, yeah, and, and 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 if you look at the history behind Atlanta in the fifties, pro wrestling, and Cold War America, it all checks out. Yeah, and of course, Atlanta fine wrestling tradition because obviously WTBS and such. I'll kind of sort of mention in the next episode, but yeah, there's nothing that goes together like wrestling in Georgia. And and also. Another thing to take from this episode, if you're going to see a doctor, make sure he's not a quack. Oh, yeah. Make sure he's... Go go to an actual doctor. Go to an actual doctor. Don't just get a doctor. Have him look at, like, test the back and be like, okay, it all checks out. Like, it's like one of those, it kind of reminds you of one of those uh, sightline doctors in football where he's like, what day is it? Okay, get it out on the field. He's good. Or as I like to call him, an NFL blitz doctor. I was like, do you know your name? Yes. Do you know where you are? Yes. Do you know what day it is? Yes. He's good. Good. Get on the field. Are you my mommy? Oh, no. (sighs) But you know what, guys? In May of 1991, this episode of Quantum Leap it was a thing on TV. Yep. Sure was. Sure was. You know what my takeaway from this episode was? What? What's that? Apparently, I, I dreamt that Oral Roberts beat Ohio State. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a dream. What? That, was what? that wasn't a dream. That was what? wonderful. Yeah, because this doesn't date this episode at all. Oh, of course. Uh, that, that, that was my, my, my big takeaway. That was your big takeaway? Yeah, I, I dozed oh. off while watching the episode. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad person. Oh, yes, you are. But I'm a good person because I root, uh, I'm glad Ohio State lost. Oh, oh good. Well, everybody's glad. Oh, hey, oh Ohio State loses, America loses. Oh, no. Oh, well, actually, Ohio, State, Ohio loses. State loses, America wins. There well, America like... did lose. We all lost on our brackets. Yeah. Well, my bracket's shot to pieces. Let's do some shopping. Oh, no. All right, so we're playing eBay prices right. Okay, so what what is this, Gio? What did you find? I found a vintage 1990 Quantum Leap pocket notebook unused with a Project Quantum Leap patch. Ooh. Okay. Looks it, and I'll, I'll t- and I'm just going to give you a look at look at that. Take a look at that right there. Okay, it's a it's a nice looking patch there, and it comes with a notebook with a of course. Sam Beckett in the Quantum Leap Accelerator. Yeah. Right before he, you know... Leaps. Okay, uh, we're going to make this dollars and cents here. Greg, you go first. Okay. It's from 1990, huh? 1990. I'm going to go $24.99. $24.99. Mike? I'm giving him a little wiggle room. $25 and a penny. You're giving him a whole lot of. You're giving me little... two cents breathing room. Well, yeah. you better hope it's twenty-five bucks, there, my friend. 
Okay, and hey, <laughs> jokes on you, Jokers. You're both over. Oh, oh no, that's a shock. That really is a shock. Okay, so it's under twenty four ninety nine. Okay. Yes, it's under twenty four ninety nine. So, uh, Greg, I... you want to try again? Twelve ninety nine. Okay, Mike. Fourteen ninety nine. You're both still over. No, no, oh, come on. God. Okay. Somebody would pay eight dollars for the 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 Crichton Leprechaun patch, but they'd pay. Uh, never mind. Okay. 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 Uh. Nine ninety nine. All right. Oh, I can't. No, he's he's he put me in a bind. No, you know. Oh. One penny. One penny. Yeah, I I, I, I think it's too late, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Okay. Well, the actual buy it now price for this uh, pocket notebook and free project patch. Eleven ninety nine, believe yeah. it or not. Okay. I was close with twelve ninety nine. You can buy that. You keep the notebook, but flip the patch because, wow, where are you going to find a patch like that, huh? Yeah, no. I was actually going to say eleven ninety nine, but I I, I I I thought it was another trick. I yeah, well, I shouldn't have second guessed myself. Well, tell you what. In our next episode, we're going to continue the wrestling theme. And as I said last week, bigger does not always equal better. And well, well, let's just say it. Next episode, we're doing WrestleMania 2. Yeah, that's the thing that's going to happen. Uh, and... Of course, when we're all done, we're going to put it on It Was a Thing on TV.com along with our other episodes, which you can find where fine podcasts can be streamed. Yes. And of course, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on the Place to Be Nation Pop Experience because as we're recording this episode, we're going to be having our drop, which would have been on Wednesday the 24th, which would have included the aforementioned Crichton, Alabama Leprechaun, Coupling U.S., and Married for Life, the U.K. version of Married with Children. Of course, you're listening to this on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, along with our following episode. So you can go over to the Place to Be Nation Pop Experience and listen to all of our previous episodes over on the Pop Experience, and you can have a good time. They're long episodes because they're like usually two or three subjects, but you know what? If you're on a long car ride or something... Trust me, it'll, the time will go by fast. And you'll learn a lot, something about obscure television. Oh, yeah. Because Lord knows we live for this stuff. We really do. So, until next time, we're going to go ahead and tag out here. But we'll be back this Thursday with another thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everyone. Well. Al, why haven't I leaped? Uh, Ziggy says you can't leap until she loves you back. Don't worry, I'll get her.